Hey, hey, this is Takara, and you are listening to A Letter to My Sister podcast. You are in the right place if you are raised to be a strong, independent woman who didn't have to depend on anybody for anything, but then you realize there were some lessons that you didn't quite get as you were going along the way. We often go through life the best way that we know how, and we don't even realize that there's a better way. So in here, there will be some raw and real conversations surrounding life lessons about the things that we wish that we had known, maybe about self, love, money, and even our careers. So if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I would love for you to leave a rating and review as well. So now that we've got all that out the way, let's chat, sis. Hey sis, welcome back to yet another episode of A Letter to My Sister podcast. I didn't know if I should call this an in the thick of it episode or if I should call this a thinking out loud episode. So we're just going to run with it. This episode was completely unplanned. How about let let me start there. This episode was completely unplanned. I actually had another episode that I was planning on airing, but clearly I'll have to do that next week. I thought that I was done with my solo episodes of talking, but the Lord has said otherwise. And typically when that happens and I ignore it, I get sabotaged. So the episode that was supposed to come out today I listened to the episode, I edited the episode, and then when I pulled it up, it was like it didn't save. And as I'm listening to the episode, all the edits that I did are gone, meaning I would have to go back through the episode again, go back and do the edits again. And this is normally my sign that I'm just not operating in obedience like I'm supposed to. So yet here we are. The night before this podcast is supposed to come out and I guess I will tell y'all what thus saith the Lord because what else can I do, huh? So with that, let me just hop right on in because clearly I have been on some kind of theme. So when I look back at all of the episodes, not all of the episodes, but let's just go back to the last few weeks. Episode 27, I asked you, what do you want? Do you have the gall (laughs) to say what it is that you actually want and go after what it is that you actually want? And I talked about the book, You Too, and making the quantum leap. Sometimes we're just not meant to move it in increments. We're meant to move by leaps and bounds. And then from there was the COVID episode in which, of course, I gave y'all my symptoms. And just so y'all could be on the lookout. And let me tell you, this strain right here is running rampant, rampant around here. Okay. It's just gone completely haywire. But in that episode, I talked about self-integrity and again, speaking your desires. So again, being honest enough to say what it is that you want. Again, a lot of the times we 
don't really want to say what we want because maybe it goes against the grain of what other people believe. Maybe it goes against the grain of what we've been taught in our household. But do we have enough self-integrity to say, yes, this is actually the thing that I want? Do we have enough self-integrity to keep our own promises to ourselves? And then in this last episode, I talked about the top lessons that I have learned in my now 39 years of living. And I kind of did a slight play on the four agreements in saying that I am impeccable with my word, meaning my yes is my yes and my no is my no. Whatever I say I'm going to do, that's it. If I'm not going to do it, that's it. If I don't feel like doing it, it's done. I'm not going to do it. I'm honoring my word. I'm impeccable with my word. I don't take things personally. I don't make assumptions. I always do my best. Those are the four agreements from the book. And then I emphasize being uniquely and authentically you. There's only one you. There's only one set of fingerprints. Everyone is unique. And so when I combine that with everything that I have been thinking today, with the message that I heard Sunday, it's kind of like all of this is just kind of coming together. So I don't know if we're in this boat together or somebody just needed this one thing because I do remember in one of these episodes, I said repetition is key. As long as you keep telling it to yourself, as long as you keep hearing it, eventually your mind gets on board. If it's not on board already, there has to be repetition. And clearly, this will be time number four that you have heard me talk about your desires. So hopefully you have participated all of this time and you have written out what your desires are. You have spoken out loud with your desires, what your desires are, and maybe you have even written yourself a letter and told somebody about what your desires are. So speaking of letter, I I think I told you all about this before, but futureme.org, if I'm not mistaken, that's the website futureme.org, where you can write a letter to yourself and you can set a date for when that letter will be delivered to you. And the great thing about it is you forget that you even wrote the letter. So clearly I was a writing somebody last year and I wrote myself a letter after I got back from my little weekend birthday trip that I took last year. Of course, I'm going to read it. I'm going to share it, huh? So it says, Dear Takara, this time last year, you are sitting in a hotel in Galveston celebrating your 38th birthday by yourself. It's not what you originally had in mind, but you made the steps to heal. You chose to leave a marriage that was not the best for you. You chose to heal and love on yourself. You chose to finally release your book and make active steps to move towards your future. I know that 39 will be even better. May this be the year that love finds you and whatever has been delayed will be released to you at supernatural speed. So here's the thing. And I know some of y'all are probably like, what book? It ain't out yet. (laughs) But 
It's coming. I promise you that it's coming. I am working on it. I am working with the editor and the publisher and all those things. So clearly I am much closer than what I was when I wrote this letter last year. Also, another thing that I kind of chuckled about when I read it was the last part where, where was it? Here we go. May this year be the year that love finds you. And then I don't know if y'all follow Tabitha Brown, but she had a little clap back. You know what I'm saying? With Wendy Williams, when she was talking about their relationship. And that was one of the things that Tabitha said. I hope that love finds you. (laughs) So that's kind of funny to me. But again, look what I said. I hope that love finds you. And this is the part. This is the key. And whatever has been delayed will be released to you at supernatural speed. Whatever has been delayed will be released to you at supernatural speed. Now, let's pull this all back. Sunday, there was a message that was basically titled, Go Back and Get It. So everything that was promised to you, everything that you know, that you know, that you know, that was promised to you that the Lord said that you could have in the year 2021 and any time before that, if you don't have it, go back and get it. Because maybe that's why we're not where we are today is because we did not go back and pick up everything that God told us to pick up along the way. Maybe we picked up one thing, but then we got tired and we said, well, I'm not going to pick this thing up. I think I have enough. Or well, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get that later. Or some circumstance came along in which it prevented you from picking up whatever it was that you were supposed to have, whatever promises or whatever promise that you were supposed to have, go back and get it. Go back and get it. So this also goes back to the desires that I was talking about, do you have enough self-integrity to say, this is the thing that I really want? Do you have enough gall? Do you have enough audacity to say out of your mouth, this is what I really want? And then from there, will you fall in line with the four agreements to be impeccable with your word? to not take things personally, to not make assumptions and always do your best so that you can go back and get that thing that was promised to you that you have left on the floor. Hmm? Huh? (laughs) Can we go back and get every single last thing that belongs to us? So let me put myself out there, right? Because that's what I do practically in every episode. I, and I've said this before, I truly have the desire to be married and I truly have the desire to have children. So of course, due to my age, a lot of people would come out the side of their mouth and say, You know, you're a little bit too old to be talking about kids. Right now, you probably just, you know, 
want to adopt or do something like that. You're too old. Or you're going to be old and crusty by the time your child is 20, 15, whatever the case is. And okay, that is your perception. But here's the thing, and this is what also the book, The Four Agreements, talked about, is if I don't agree, then I don't have to come into agreement with whatever that person said to me. You also have that same choice. If there is something that you want and someone is telling you you're too old, you're too this, you're not enough of this, if you don't come into agreement with it, then there is a very high chance that as long as you are doing your best, that that thing will come to you in one form, fashion, or another. So as for me, yes, I know that at my age, it is considered a geriatric pregnancy, which is completely disrespectful, okay? Complete geriatric? Geriatric, come on. Anyway, so what do I do? I do what is within my power to do. I exercise. I meditate. I make sure I keep my mind right, my body right. I don't do this very well, but I'm working on it, which is making sure that my body is fueled with the proper nutrition to be able to carry a child. Getting all my vitamins, getting all my minerals, making sure that I am in tip-top condition so that I am in a position to receive the promises and receive the things that I want. And that's what we can do. We always do our best. I mean, besides the fact that I'm a nurse and I have seen plenty of women push out babies in their 40s, right? So clearly, that's another thing that you can do. You look for the evidence that says, actually, I can do this. And so what I do is I look for women who have had their first child in their 40s. I have about five. And for me, that's good enough. And they all have different stories, but I follow them. I save their stories. I follow them on you know, social media, whatever products. I've seen some women with twins. Some of them conceived naturally. Some of them needed IVF. But either way, I have women that I follow who are in their 40s and first-time mothers because that tells me that it is indeed possible. So therefore, if someone comes to me and says it's not possible, you're too old, number one, I don't have to come into agreement with it. And number two, I go out and look for the data that says otherwise. Data has shown that as long as I am healthy and I eat properly and I meditate and I do all of those things to keep my body in tip-top condition, then I should have no issues. Not only that, statistically, mothers who have children later tend to live longer. Of course we do. We've got babies to keep us young. Hello? And not only that, 
for me, the other plus is that I get to be the mother that I've always wanted to be, meaning there was a certain picture that I had in my head about the type of mother, the type of parent that I wanted to be. And that is, I wanted to be present. I wanted to be able to make decisions, be with my child, and not have to necessarily be worried about work. And because of where I am now in my career, when a child does come, I will be at the very tail end of my career, my current career anyway. Of course, I'm going to do something else, but that'll be on my own time when I want to in my own business. But this current one that I'm in, as far as nursing goes, 2025, 2026, my time is up, it's done. That's rather soon. That's within the next three to four years. And let's say, just as I said in my letter, that all those things that were supposed to come to me will come to me at supernatural speed, right? So let's say this is the year in which I come across my husband. And let's say this is the year in which we meet, we date, we ask all those important questions. And let's say by the end of the year, I'm about two seconds away from engagement, let's say. And then next year we get married. And at some point during that year, I conceive. So that would mean that I would be having a child 41, 42, somewhere around there. And then by that time, within the next year or two, I will be out of this current position the way that I planned. And so that gives me plenty of time to spend with my child in the exact way that I wanted to. So basically, all of this is truly playing out the way that it's supposed to. If you add imagery into that, like if you continue to play this picture in your mind of the thing that you actually want, because that's another thing when we when we talk about our dreams, when we talk about our visions and things not coming to pass the way that we expected them to, Again, we have to have that self-integrity and we have to start being honest with ourselves. Okay, did it not come to me because I actually did not want that? Did it not come to me because I actually did not do the work that was required? Like sometimes we have to go back and we have to do some introspection to see, okay, this thing that I want so bad, why does it continue to escape me. And the best example that I can give for that is you basically plan and visualize for what you want and then act accordingly as if it's already happened. When I was going through nursing school, I used to celebrate the day before the exam about me passing the exam. So literally, If I had a test tomorrow, I would be celebrating today about the great job that I did on the test. 
And I'm here to tell you, I have never failed a test that I celebrated for the day before. Never. I've literally visualized me passing the test. I have visualized me smiling, handing my paper in, knowing that I have done the best that I that I could have done on that test. And back then, my favorite way of celebrating was going to Cold Stone Creamery for some ice cream. So before every test, I would go to Cold Stone Creamery. I would get me some ice cream and literally talk to myself about the great job that I did on that test. And so I've literally taken that same concept for the test for my future life, basically. Because to be clear, I loved being a wife. And of course, like I've said before, I did not really truly grasp the importance of a wife, of course, until I became one. But now that I know, now that I have a very clear picture of what it looks like to be a wife from a certain standpoint, because to me, depending on who you're with, your assignment is different. At the surface level, you know, things are the same as far as you you covering your spouse and things like that. But the way that you show up for your spouse will look different because you're not with the same person. So clearly that part is going to be different. But me having someone to to be able to talk to, me having someone to be able to dream with, me having someone just to just to do life with. I love that. I love that and I'm all about I'm also all about family and creating my own family. So, oh, what better way to do that than in a marriage, right? Hmm? Okay. So, that is all I really have. Speak your desires. Say what it is that you want. Did y'all say it? Like for real, for real. Put it out there. Say out of your mouth. Let your ears hear it. Say the thing that you want. Your deepest heart's desire. Do you want to be married? Say that. Do you want to have kids? Say that. Do you want to be an entrepreneur? Say that. Do you want to be retired by 30? Say that. Do you want to be a millionaire within the next three years? Say that. Whatever you want, say it. Say it, say it, say it, and say it again. Repetition, repetition, repetition. So let me repeat it again, just in case you forgot that the brain does not know the difference between real life and your imagination. PTSD is the prime example. 
a person suffering from PTSD, they relive whatever happened to them, whatever that traumatic experience was, they relive it and in their brain, it's like they're transported back to whenever that traumatic situation was. And so if there's a memory or a smell or a sound that can trigger a person to go back to a traumatic experience that happened 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, and it still feels like they're right there in that moment, you can't tell me their brain is not a powerful tool. So just imagine if you really took the time to say what it was you actually wanted, you imagined it, you see it, you feel it, you know what outfit you're wearing, you know what building you're walking into, you know what kind of car you're driving, you see the reflection of your kids, you see the reflection of your husband, right? You see all of these things, you tap into those feelings. If you do that enough, your brain is literally gonna be like, let me go get this thing. Because we're not there yet, but I keep seeing it. So that means that I need to go out and get it. So that way we can make this thing happen, right? And what was another thing that I was about to say? Oh, I just lost my train of thought. Shoot. So basically, you just make your brain work for you. This is what they talk about in neuroscience. This is what they talk about with neuroplasticity is that you can create whatever connections it is that you want to create in the brain. You can rewire your thinking. You can rewire your thought process for whatever it is and whatever negative programming you may have received, be it from you or somebody else, you have the ability to rewire that. The same way in which something can be said to a child, like let's just say, because a a lot of damaging things that we hear, especially that people say to children is that, well, you won't amount to anything. You won't be anything. Of course, the the moment that child stands into agreement or comes into agreement with what is said, everything that they do from there on out will be in line with the agreement that I will never amount to anything. However, if that child then decides, you know what, actually, I will, I will amount to something. And as a matter of fact, I am going to create this million dollar idea that's going to generate me money for generations to come. And I'm going to do it within seven years. And this is what my life is going to look like. And this is what my house is going to look like. And this is what my car is going to look like. That child can make that thing happen if they think about it and visualize it long enough. We've heard plenty of stories about actors, actresses, producers, movie directors, all of these people 
who were at the bottom of the bottom. They were living in their car. They had no money. They had no place to go. But they took the time out to dream about what their life would look like. And because they took the time to keep on dreaming, keep on believing in themselves and kind of creating that rewiring of their brain, they got exactly to where they wanted to be. This is why people like Jim Carrey could write himself a $10 million check and say, I'm going to be able to cash this one day. And he did. Because he had the audacity to say what it was he wanted and he took the time to dream about it and took the time to visualize it and did not put any of his limiting beliefs on it, did not say this dream is way too big for me. No. Follow your intuition. Whatever comes to mind, follow it. Just do it. Your brain is meant to protect you. So therefore, some of these things that you want to do when you truly speak your heart's desire, yes, it may make the brain nervous if this is not something that you normally do. So let's say, for instance, you know that your heart's desire is to become a full-time entrepreneur and make your own hours, but you're currently working in corporate America. If you start thinking about leaving your job, your brain will say, wait a second. First of all, that's not what we're going to do. We need a certain amount of money. We need this. We need that. We need that. And oh, and that as well. So the brain is designed to protect us from things that we don't normally do. But I promise you, if this is truly something that you're feeling pulled to do, something that you're feeling led to do, like this is your heart's desire, make a plan, create a strategy. If you know that your savings is lacking or whatever it is, then make a plan to create a cushion for three, six, nine months worth of savings so that you will be comfortable in your decision. If you want to start your business, all right, start it today and then shift your thinking to let your current job finance your dreams. You'll have a nine to five, and then you'll have a five to nine. Either way, it can happen. But here's the interesting thing. The more you start to do things that you're uncomfortable with, your brain will get on board because then it'll be like, oh, it's like that meme, but did you die though? No. Actually, we didn't die, and and I thoroughly enjoy this life. I really had fun today. So guess what? Once you do that, your brand will no longer give you issues about that particular thing. And then you rinse and repeat, and you do that for the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. This is literally about following the breadcrumbs. Whatever your intuition is, we as women have a fantastic like radar, Doppler, whatever you want to call it. We have a fantastic GPS. That's the best way to call it. We have a fantastic GPS inside us called the intuition, called the gut feeling. We know. Deep down, we know whatever that thing is that we need to do. We know when situations 
situations are not right. We know when people are not right. We know when we should have done something. We know when we should not have done something because of that intuition that we have. Follow your intuition. Follow the breadcrumbs. And that's exactly what next week's episode will be talking about is following the breadcrumbs. There are things that will be presented to you that falls in line with the desires of your heart. The question is, will you have the gall and the audacity enough to actually follow it? And that's all you got to do. You just have to follow it. So again, because repetition is important, (laughs) say, say out loud the thing that you want. And when you say it, allow yourself, allow yourself to feel those feelings. When you say what you want, does it make you nervous or does it actually kind of give you a sense of joy? Like, yeah, yeah, that's really what I want. That's it right there. Say it, write it out, write it out what you want, write out what you expect to see, write the joy that you will feel when that thing happens. Go to futureme.org and write yourself a letter as you're progressing. Write yourself a letter of where you're going to be next year and read it and see if it actually happened. So now that means that I'm going to have to chronicle all my events for the year to see if a letter that I wrote myself in 2021 comes to pass for 2022. Say it, write it, read it, repeat it, do it, and follow your intuition. Your intuition never, ever, ever guides you wrong. As a matter of fact, every time I have gone against my intuition, I have definitely paid a price for it every single time. So follow it. Just follow it and see what it does. It's not going to kill you. Might make you nervous. (laughs) Might make you want to pee in your pants, maybe. But you'll survive. You'll survive for another day and you will survive to be able to go out and do it again. So I hope this message has reached those that it needs to reach. And next week, I will have a special someone on and she will be talking about how she followed the breadcrumbs that she was receiving and she followed her intuition on the next best steps that it was for her to make along her journey of becoming an entrepreneur. So I cannot wait for you all to hear next week's episode about that. So of course, I will have the reference to the website because I really didn't mention any books that I haven't mentioned before. So I have the reference to futureme.org in the show notes per usual. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe. I would love if you could leave me a review as well. You can even drop me an email if you want to. Hello at lettertomysister.com. Follow me on Instagram at Takara Renee. And I'm also Takara Renee on Facebook as well. Okay. So sis, there is no one like you. There is no one out here 
that can do the things that you do. So show up, let your light shine bright, and never dim it for anyone. Until next time, bye.